You're now listening to Music Impulse with Smiles. It's your boy Smiles, and we'll be back for another episode of the Music Impulse. On this episode, me and my guy, Big Papa Skeeter, we're discussing Freddie Gibbs' second album, Shadow of a Doubt, you know, released back in November 2015. Uh, it was his second album, but it was more like his, his really his first debut album because the ESG album was kind of more like him and his crew. But, mm-hmm. you know, me and my guy had to go through and, and discuss this album, especially after the, the great album that he, he dropped uh, this year. Um, so we were, we were talking about Fred, Freddie Gibbs and so how, how we love soul soul separately and you were like yo if y'all didn't really know Shadow of a Doubt is kind of like the precursor to what this is soul soul separately is like a more polished version of Shadow of a Doubt and so when we talked about doing an album you were like yo we need to do Freddie Gibbs Shadow of a Doubt and like you said like as I listened to it I was like I can see how this is just like an early version of what soul sold separately um is right now and it's like hey if you were new to freddie gears around that time listen to that album i, I can see how you're like okay i, I see where, where he's going or if you're already a fan you're like okay i can see the growth and everything that he was attempting with this album so yeah, yeah. i guess we'll, we'll, st- we'll start off with um again you know why you wanted to cho- choose this album and, and we can go right into it Big Papa Skeeter. So no, well you you already know. It, like like for for the longest, I felt like I've been like the 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 captain of the Freddie Gibbs fan club. Yeah, if you will. And I remember when this album dropped. This dropped in like 2015, and I was trying to get people to listen to it. They wasn't really like fucking with it like that, right? Because you know, this is a lot of people was dropping around that time. Music was like had reached like a a point where like Cole, uh, Drake, Kendrick, everybody was popping. And this was Freddie still trying to like grind his way like into that positioning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like artistry wise, I picked this album because it is showcased the different styles of Freddie. We've, as we've gr- grown to know him over the past like five, six years, uh, post uh, case, yeah. Post uh, trial that that happened, whatever. We've known him as kind of being with Mad Lib or being with Alchemist and kind of being in those cohesive, like you know, saying concept albums. Mm-hmm. This album was was him trying and kind of setting the stage for the prongs of his career going forward, if you will. So like it was it was some of the deeper introspective records. It was some of the just straight up lyrical shit where he go bar mm-hmm. for bar with some of the the heavyweights in the game. It's some kind of R&B flavored radio records here. It's some trap heavy. He got a little bit of everything, which mm. honestly, and I told you during this whole uh, mini series that we do in Smiles, I always like to highlight kind of where it is in the artist's uh, trajectory of their career, like where it fits into their catalog wise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
this particular album, like he had a bunch, he had hella mixtapes and all that. So just like you said, it was his first official, or his second official studio album. But like, it's kind of murky, like in, in a chronologically, uh, in a chronological order with all of those, because what's a project, what's not. This is where we start to enter into that space. Yeah, um, this was an album, but like, this was also the album that it had some hits on here. It had some hits. But he didn't get a he didn't get a chance to promote and push it because this is around the same time where he caught that case over in, in like Austria or like Germany or something like yeah it was so, over in Europe yeah over in Europe and it just died the mm-hmm. the buzz for this and I, I I I don't know if you're ready to jump into the tracks or nothing but like I, one track off time every time I think of this album careless number three with the George mm-hmm. Michael sample uh, yeah like da 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 da. I saw Freddie Gibbs perform uh, live a couple times, right? When he was on his rise. This one is still the small venues and stuff, right? So this is still like where it's kind of close. You get there early enough, you can get in the front row. He performed careless, bro. The shit went, like he went in and then like, I love this song, right? So then he's like, man, that's my motherfucking shit. DJ, run that shit back from the top. And then they <laughs> ran it back from the top again. I got I got the video on one of my old ass phones from like, like whenever this shit came out. But yeah. like, I gotta find that video because like, man, that's my motherfucking shit. Run that shit back from the top. But the lyric, the lyric, when you listen to Careless, it's a it's a melodic bop. But that's when he get into his Bone Thugs and Harmony three six. Mm-hmm. But it's still like choking and smoking weed. It's all the same. It's all the game. Real nigga about to cash out. And then the cop and the motherfucker roll out. Like it was just going, bro. That was the shit. Man. Yeah, I, I, I definitely uh, liked. Uh, well, the, I'll say like the, the first two tracks that really stuck out to me, uh, just more on the introspective part was Insecurities and Forever in a Day. Okay, Those oh, are, yes, Forever in a yeah. Day. Because uh, uh, I, I caught the uh, the Jeezy uh, bar in, in Forever in a Day, like like yo, uh, Snow. Uh, say like Tony and Manolo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they shot me at the front door. Guess nigga ain't want to see me shine no more. Like. <laughs> yep, and so like hearing that to so so separately, and then everything with him like squashing it or whatever. Now it's like I was like oh, I was like this is just interesting, just to seeing like the growth just between then and now. I was like yo, now he rapping on tracks like nah. I realized like hey, it just wasn't meant to be. You know, yeah, yeah. he he did what he had to do. I did what I had to do. He matured. It, he yeah, matured. yeah. So, so I, I definitely uh, love seeing the the growth and uh, all that just from forever today, and then insecurities like speaking about you know being with a woman and she out here doing her thing, but you like, Cause, like, cause, you, like mm. well hold on because that's like in the t- into the deeper half of the album. Did you notice the shift? It went from going one way, then it just went up, and then it just uh, got all somber and introspective. Yeah, because it was like yeah. First I was like, okay, this is the the Freddy that you you know you know the the narcos fucking up the count and, and yeah. all that. It was like it was like Mexico with, with Tory Lanez and all that. Ironically enough, right? Mm-hmm. That, and that, that one goes. Mm-hmm. That one goes. But apparently, I, and I heard him in a, it was a, it wasn't a famous interview, but when somebody had brought uh, brought this up back like around the time of the album he mm-hmm. mentioned like yeah that toy like you know he not gives not like he do the corny shit like like where they be like like he be starting shit or whatever but he even said like with Tory Lanez Tory Lanez was just a weirdo back then and he was like he the record was cool or whatever but he wasn't trying to like oh Tory let's lock in and work together and uh-huh. all that shit after this but I was like damn why not because this one Tory and him both was kind of like trying to find yeah. a, no pun intended lame <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which also I was gonna say packages, 
That yeah. sounds like a song that he definitely. I was like, I don't know what Young Dolph was doing around 2015, whatever. But I that feel like song, I, that one. I ain't like the dude who he had, uh, the Man Man Savage nigga. Yeah, I was like, Man Man Savage. I was like, this sounds like a song that I feel like Dolph could have really got yeah. on and, and, and did but, his thing. So I tell you something. So Mexico, and and this is what I said. Let me go back to my one point about uh about um setting the tone for the prongs of his career, right? So, like, as you mentioned, it start off with rear view, narcos, all of that stuff. When you mm-hmm. go back to, like, Mexico and packages, that little pocket of the album, mm-hmm. remember his album, Freddy? Yeah. Where he's, like, with the R&B look on the cover and shit? Because that was oh, the first one out where I really was like, I was like, oh, I fucks with <laughs> this yeah. nigga. But those, those, I feel like those, you could take Mexico and packages and put those on those albums. Like, you could go through this list, like, go back to Extradite. Right, where he that's some lyrical shit. It's Freddie, stay mm-hmm. on point. Like icicles, like nine nickel. Like like you that could go on bandana or Alfredo. Like he going mm-hmm. up against Q-tip and Black Thought and most definitely like you know what I'm saying. Or I say the chemistry is cookbook. Get your look took like this man. Like so he got all these pockets. Now one thing I will say, while I'm giving this album a lot of praise, I think that having these kind of like because again all this is in retrospect. I understand why people wasn't fucking with the album when it dropped. One, because of lack of promotion, but two, it continuity-wise, it's all over the place. Yeah. It's no, co- it's no cohesion there. It's no real like even. And going back to your point about the, uh, it being a more polished, uh, cohesive version of Solid Soul separately. There was a theme, and there was kind of like a, a narrating, you know what I'm saying, thing mm. to kind of carry you through the experience, right? To connect the songs together. This just seemed like just a bunch of songs where he just rapping the best that he can rap over some cold ass beats because the shit started off cinematic as fuck and 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 if you really go back and you tell me if you're wrong because we went back but for the listeners out there if you go back i say the first seven songs up until packages no skips yep I, no I, skips i'll do because after that it was a couple songs i was like eh, i'll take yeah. that off eh, the E40 one, that you, off. you know i love e40 i love gucci man didn't really like that song with yeah. them on there. Yeah, because I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna hit way much hard and do what I was like, yeah. it's cool. He could have kept but basketball it, it, wise. Yeah, basketball wise. Yep. So uh, I'm not I'm not saying it's perfect. Cause even on Soul uh Soul Separately, it was some tracks on there. I was like, yeah, I ain't, I ain't I wasn't really too, you know what I'm saying, uh sold on this one. But I I'll live by the, the first seven for sure. Rear view. Narcos, careless, uh, fucking up the count, which is that's it, and mm. then uh, extradite, and then McDuck. McDuck was another one. That that's mm. it. That that's my mellow out song. When I first, this is around the time when I had I had, had to take anger management and all that shit. So, yeah, so yeah. I was just cut on uh McDuck. Don't take me away from here, because him and, and and Dana Williams, they did they got she did some other songs with him. And like the, the kind of the their collaboration track record, mm-hmm. they don't miss. They don't miss. I'm and then, to, uh, and then the Mexico record with, with Tori, uh, the Mexico. Oh, the other one, uh, uh, with Dana Williams is the hard. Oh, chopping up the hard, chopping up the hard. Because on top, I think that was on ESG, and I can't remember which album that was. On. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Just look up Dana Williams and Freddie Gibbs. You'll find all. Cause a lot of this shit too. Cause even when you go back to uh fucking up the count, video wise, they had strung together like some of his videos to where it's like a mini movie. If you go back and look at uh some of the the 
videos back to back, it's all like tying together like a story, basically. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go through and do that. Check that out. Especially, especially the stuff with um with Mad Lib, especially stuff with Mad Lib. Because mm-hmm, again, I was like, yeah, the, the whole, that whole Mad Lib Alchemist, uh, the Freddie album. That's when I was like, okay. Yeah, I see. I see what y'all talking about. I, 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 I really folks with this but guy. Nobody, everybody like, oh, here you go with this Freddie Gibbs shit, bro. Like, if he was, if, if he was half as good as you said he is, Jeezy wouldn't have dropped his ass. Jeezy wouldn't drop nobody. Um, yo, uh, what else you got? Because I, I, I feel like I could go on and on about this album, bro. Uh, what else did I want to mention? Uh, yeah, again, we've already spoke about you know, he got features from the legend Black Thought, he got Tory Lane's Gucci E40 on an album. Um, I did think it was it was funny. Um, I, I figured you, you could probably explain a little bit more to me. I was like, I didn't know if, if he was talking about Bow Wow's height or if it was a, a, another reference, but I noticed that he mentioned Lil Bow Wow on Narcos and 10 Chickens, and I was like. I, I was like, uh, ha, uh, something like half a brick called a little bow wow or something. I'm like, I'm not, I was like, are those that's like references talk. to his height? No, nah, that's street talk. That's street yeah, talk. Yeah, that's <laughs> you ever heard of, uh, he's talking about puppy child had to break down a brick a little bow wow. That's a little yeah. bit of the dog, just a little bit of the dog. Heroin, okay. heroin, H, dog food. Okay, because I, I, like, <laughs> I, 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 like, I was like, he said a little bow wow on two different tracks. I was like, he called he... himself, yeah, I was breaking down a brick a little bow wow with the puppy chow. Wanna fuck me now? See, chicken nugget, <laughs> whip up in the bucket. Like, I don't think it was going, bro. Oh, he was just, it's... and I know what you're talking about on Narcos because he's like, breaking down a brick a little bow wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Oh no, he's talking about drugs. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, Lo could probably better explain this. Well, not, hey, like, that's why we gotta listen, cause you know how it was when we was growing up, right? And a nigga hear a song and, and like this back with like when niggas were sub dissing each other and without and, and people oh he talking about so and so on here, and it's like how do you gather that he's talking about that person here? Well, I don't know, just cause like I'm like Nah, I don't. Th- and then you, then as you read Source Magazine, Double XL Magazine, you hear the interviews, you learn what's going on. Like, ah, oh, nah, they had beef with this person over here, this person. This shit was purely just hustler talk, drug dealing, trying to be funny, trying to be clever. Oh, okay, yeah, that because actually reminds me of the the new app Ab- Soul record because he got a song where he talking about uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you little cutty, little cutty, and, and they had, and they were like, yeah, is this like a diss towards? Kid Cudi, he was like, he was like, nah, he's like, I want to make that clear. He's like, people have been saying it. He was like, this is no distance. He was like, that's just what we say, you know. Hey, yeah, the lingo. He was like, he, he, he was like, it's just the lingo. He's like, we, we, we call chicks Cudi. Like, like, nah, he's like, he's like, he's like, I can see how, like, it might maybe come off. He's like, but if you actually listen to the, the subject of the song, he's like, I'm talking to a chick. I'm talking about chicks. He's like, so as an artist, he know, he not thinking, oh, well, Kid Cudi, I'm sure absolute don't give a fuck about kid cutty my nigga like, like not like that like that but you know what i'm yeah. saying in there like oh, i i'm speaking the lingo and i'm getting my shit off on the track nigga. like like mm-hmm. and then so you, you gotta clear the shit up afterwards and stuff it's like oh no nah, i ain't mean i wasn't thinking about that shit i was being player as fuck on the record like uh, right he was like yeah just because i kept saying cutty over and over and don't there's no way near me dissing kid cutty at all he was like Sometimes we take the shit too literal bro 
Sometimes, mm. the, 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 so, sometimes we should. Sometimes we shouldn't, man. But um. like, cool little wordplay and all that. Um, what else would I want? We talked about the the growth and all that. We talked about the features, the songs. Oh, you like the wire sample on fucking up the count? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was another. Was like I, I, I noticed. I forgot what song it was, but uh, I heard he had a little uh, skit with Snoop, like him talking to Snoop. I was yep. like, I was like, okay. I was like he, he getting some words from from, from, the, from the big dog and, mm-hmm. and all that. So I think that was the end of McDuck. I think that's what because he was like uh, on the GGN network when Snoop used to do that show. I don't know if he still yeah. do it or not, but like when he was hosting and he was like, I use like. When they said you was from Gary, Indiana, he was like, I ain't know what a Gary nigga sound like other than the Jacksons. And then that's mm-hmm. what Freddie was saying. Like, he, he's been carving out the, the part of his career to put on for where he come from. Because outside of the Jacksons, who it wasn't like they was out. Like, hey, y'all, we from Gary. They just superstars. So, like, they wasn't like, oh, we got to put some of this Gary culture into it. Like, it's different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When, when you come from a, a Midwestern city, like you from Akron. Like LeBron James put Akron on the map, but everybody just kind of just categorized Akron along with Cleveland. Oh, it's just Cleveland, Cleveland, Akron, yeah. and it's like, nah, it's it's its own town. Like they yeah, do their I mean, own thing. It's BA Black IRS, aka Black Wall Street, in the building. Yo, it's JMO. Let me book the territories, residential white guy. Yeah, our Caucasian correspondent. This is. E-Ray, the quasi-bad guy, the Diet Coke of evil, Peen Malenko, uh, you know, of course, the American cream, Brody Loads. And I am your pod guy, your pod tribal chief, the boy A-Dub in the building. And this is Let Me Book the Territory, the greatest four-man wrestling podcast known to mankind. Absolutely. And you can catch us now on Inaudible Ruckus Presents. And we'll be here every Friday, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're ready for it, to sweet me when you see me and let the madness run wild. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be having to tell people all the time. It's like, like, no, we're like 45 minutes away from Cleveland, but it's just easy for me to tell you like, hey, Cleveland. But now it's like LeBron's hometown. LeBron's yeah. hometown. Yeah. Like, but before, I, before then, it's like Akron. Where's Akron? Near Cleveland. Yep. Near Cleveland, and then they assume when you say that they assume it's a suburb of Cleveland and all that. And it's like no, it's, it's forty five minutes away, <laughs> right? Like, like we Flint are to all... Detroit, like Flint is its own thing. Like, yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. So no, I, and then so I will say because we talked about with some of these albums, like catching it, like in the the trajectory of like where it was. He went to jail after this, so like this album basically just kind of went in the shelf. Nobody heard any of these records other than maybe like fucking up the counter extradite i don't think mm-hmm. nobody knows any of these other records other than me because like this is a lot of this shit was on my workout playlist and then uh from there he was locked up then he came back with you only live twice which wasn't yeah. one of my favorite gives uh projects then the freddie tape then he went into his bag of like uh pinata i mean bandana uh alfredo um so so separately and those ones so mm-hmm but yeah, it, it was an interesting ride because this was one of those. It, I, I I think you could say this album was, you could say it was a false start of his career. And I say that because this is where it looked like he was about to take off to the next level, but then stop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It is so, and then like he had to start it up again when he came home after the after beating the case in Europe. So 
Because, mm-hmm. like, like I said, uh, the Freddy album was what first got me. And I don't even know why I listened. I was like, this is because he, he was saying, like, it was a more like, I guess, RB Freddy Gibbs. And I was he like, I was like, in the promo, that's what it was. Yeah, I think it was because I was like, I was like, this is just hilarious. It like, and then the cover, like, the look on his face, like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, I, 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 I love that Freddy album. I was like, cause that, that's what really made me like, okay. I fucks with this nigga. I feel like that's when they started to get him and Lambo, his creative director slash manager, whatever, when they started to really get into their artistic bag and a marketing bag and like to make Freddie stand out from everybody else. Cause I think the lesson learned from Shadow of a Doubt was you can't be like everybody. Like you, you can't, like, we know you're talented, but we got to convince the people that you're talented mm-hmm. or at least convince fans, like, like people uh, to, to be interested in your music. And so they just start to like go more like dive into the indie route. I think they gave up on, on the, the mainstream shit or at, at least for that time being. And I always say this because like I said, the highlight of this album is also the low light of this album. As far as there's no cohesive, it's kind of all over the place. Um, It's like pockets. It's like four little like EPs pieced together mm-hmm. Um, from that standpoint. But I always compare Freddie Gibbs to Wale as far as you have a versatile dude who, who could rap this way, rap that way, rap slow records, rap fast records, but can't really find that cohesive kind con- out. Mm. Wale is talented. Wale got classics, right? But Wale has never really uh, carved and defined kind of his own lane amongst his peers, which now fast forward seven years later, we've seen Freddie Gibbs been able to do that and get the critical acclaim uh, that, that he, you know what I'm saying? That he always was looking for. Let's be fair. Yeah, I know they recorded a track. I don't know if it was for Freddie's album or, or Wale's album. I know they recorded a track within like the last year or so because they was hanging out hard for a little quick see that. second. See that. They was like they was doing all that Twitter like joking on each other like a bunch of bunch of shit like oh and in the studio with the nigga Gibbs and or like or like, you know you know how Freddie gets like just talking shit about nigga like oh look at this ugly uh, uh, yeah like tweet tweeting like look at this ugly nigga uh, Wale and or you know shit like that. <laughs> How how Freddie do just them joking around and shit? And Wale beat him up. <laughs> I won't say that will happen. I, I love Freddie Gibbs, man, but I just Jim Jones. I, I just know that they, the butcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, I know they they recorded a, a track to, together. Uh, I think they said it's either for like one of their albums or somebody else's album that they recorded for. But I was like. Okay. I definitely would love to hear a Freddie and Wale track uh hopefully soon twenty twenty three. Well what real quick before we before we go to your next uh next point. We we talk about this a lot on IR, but like we we know the the top three, right? Drake, Kendrick, Cole. And you can shuffle that just based on who's up in the rotation for the year, right? Yep. Um, from a growth standpoint, I'd like to think Cole is pro- has exhibited the most growth amongst those three. As far yeah. as a success standpoint, I think that we could say that Drake has done easy, yeah, easily, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kendrick, no knock to Kendrick, but I think he he's been kind of solid just throughout his run. But that's also because of quantity as well. He's chosen to to not just drop as many albums as as mm-hmm. his peers. But after that, once we get into number four, we didn't see Mac Miller, we didn't see Big Sean, we didn't see Meek mm-hmm. Mill, we didn't see Future. We done seen a bunch of Wale, 
You know what I'm saying? I, I still wouldn't, uh, as much as I like Freddie Gibbs, I still wouldn't try to put him like in that realm of it. But we always try to put somebody, because th- these guys are all peers is why I'm bringing up the conversation, because they, they all came out at the same time. Cole and, and, um, and Big Sean and Nipsey and Gibbs was all on the same freshman cover. You feel yep. what I'm saying? So they all like one, two years apart. Um, as far as that fourth spot, though, like, because we see, we mentioned Wale, we knew Big Sean and... and, and who do you got now, seven years later now? Because you see Meek Mill in the situation that he's in. I don't, I, I kind of told y'all Meek wasn't it. Y'all told me I was wrong. Uh, I think that was, you know. And then uh, Big Sean, I mean, we we know he got stuff because he didn't drop some heat since. Haven't yeah. really heard much from Wale. Like little stuff here and there. Gives, we saw what he did. Still wouldn't put him in there. But like, well, who do you got? Because Future, his last couple ones ain't been going. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one because it's like, all those guys that you mentioned this past year, they either really didn't drop anything or they just got super low and kind of quiet. Like, again, like, I think Big Sean may have dropped something this year. Was it last year? That was the album. The, the Detroit was last year, 2021. The Detroit one was 2020. Oh, see, yeah, see. I've been preparing notes for that album. Yeah, I was like, but he, he I was like, he got low. He he been doing the whole family uh, thing, boyfriend, now a father, and all that. So he he got besides a couple little features that he he did. He didn't. He he was super low. He got out of the, the good music deal. Wale, he dropped the album at the beginning of the year, but then after he dropped the album, out he got super low he, I, I, was gonna say, I, stopped, I only keep up with Wale through what you tell me because after a while I, I, I get to the point bro I stop checking for people like especially if they're not like on my like favorite favorites list like I just stop checking for them because it's like bro like I don't know mm, uh, I don't know where you go drop half the time yeah like I saw um because one of the, the Wale pages I, I follow uh Wale Weekly uh they posted a, a clip of him on Drink Champs from like six months ago where he was like yo Nori this next move I do, this next move I do, it, it's, that's going to be the one. That's when people really going to be like, okay, Wale's like, like well, y'all see what I'm about to do next. And they were like, yeah, this is six months ago. We still ain't heard <laughs> what that next move is. And I was like, I know with pandemic and people getting sick. And then I know he had, he's had like a couple personal like losses and people like in his circle. So I was like, I, you never know. That could be a reason and all that. But it's like, yeah, we, we ain't heard this move. Make Mill, like he's not, we don't even know if he signed the MMG no more. <laughs> but, 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 that's what I'm saying though. It, the game shifts, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think our lens of like the music and, and the other things shift along with it because now Freddie Gibbs has, has flipped himself. And I'll just bring it back to this album, but like he's flipped himself to a point now where like he benefits off like where these other artists are now struggling at. Because if you get the machine, like it's going to come to a point where you don't get the machine no more. So mm-hmm. Freddie now didn't get the machine early on and now has the machine now. But then now you're starting to see other artists leave the machines that they were on. Like Kendrick left uh uh top yeah, off. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's like all those guys are going top independent. That's that's fun. That's that's funny. Like, yeah, all those guys are leaving their major record labels and he signed them. I, I I was saying though, uh I was about to say Kendrick left Good Kid Mad City. Like <laughs> <laughs> he left the city. <laughs> he left the city. We gotta add that to the list, please. Later, like, uh, uh, good game at City, bro. Cause that's uh, oh yeah, that that'll be a great one to go to. Um, I was gonna say, uh, but yeah, I'm loving with Freddie, uh, his growth. Like even just seeing him out 
side of music like now he's doing the acting thing and then i know he said he's been doing like stand-up comedy so i was like yeah. yo i was like i'm loving to see the see the growth if i could see if he can get probably like one more good role on like a tv show or a movie or a show i was like that's the one i really don't think that'll, that'll finally break him because i know uh, i liked him on the i can't even think of the, the name of the show where he was like a manager or something like that or uh, that show that yeah, came, the, i heard about that i ain't see it yeah, I was, I was like, he he was he was fun, funny on there, so I was like, uh, as cousin buddy on Power with the Roman Eye. Yeah, yeah, and then he was yeah, then he he was on on, on the Power episode, so I was like, yeah, if he can get like one more good role on a TV show where it's like he's a on like a few episodes or like he's an actual re- reoccurring something or like get that movie role, like okay, I think that's the one where he really like okay, yeah. Well, they they say it's he, a, it's a, a movie. I saw that they was posting. They won something at, at the like. The, the film awards and all that but um like you know when they go over in Europe Cannes Film Festival Tribeca yeah, Film Festival like those types of things they won an award for something that he's in okay that's uh, uh, Down with the King and it's supposed to be like like released like at some point but like I, it, apparently it was critically acclaimed by the critics now you know a lot of that shit be slanted you can pay a little extra money and write some good shit about it <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be biased critics. you know what yeah. I'm saying like I fuck with Freddie but I'm still trying to just be objective I don't want to just assume oh Freddie's in it it's good it might be the worst shit we've never seen I don't know <laughs> I hope that, but I hope to like to your point that that that's something that we can see him in. Like, oh, all right, cool, and it, it'll give him another like stepping stone for the next part of his career. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah, because like I, I'm love, loving the growth that I'm seeing from my guy, especially with this whole soul soul separately run that he he's been on with the promotions and then doing the interviews with his manager with Lambo. It's like, okay, we actually get to see who Lambo is and get the story behind y'all. Well, and well dare I say something. Going, he's going on tour with um one of them groups. I've got one of them like alternative groups. He's about well, to go on tour. That's how he getting his chicken. He just yep. swerve. Everybody else mm-hmm. goes swerve the other way. I, no, mm-hmm. I was going to say though, real quick, on the Lambo point, as I like, I, I said at the top of this of this episode, like, um, I feel like I'm like the the president of the Freddie Gibbs fan club. But honestly, I think that I'm actually more of a fan of Lambo than I am of Freddie Gibbs. Just as far as like a creative manager, like the way he put this shit together, like a lot of the like Freddie just show up and rap. I'm sure he has input in all that, but a lot of the plays being called for him and, and the situations he's being put in is because of Lambo and kind of like mm-hmm. his expertise and shit. So like I I, I really st- I, as much as I've like been a fan of Freddie, it's really just more so a, of a, a, a study on Lambo and just kind of like how he's been able to 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 basically revive Freddie's career. Because remember, after Shadow of a Doubt, it, it, it was about to be a wrap. Mm-hmm. It was about to be yeah. a wrap. Cause I like the interview where he mentioned like, yo, me and him been rocking for years. And then uh, I know he was talking about how, or no, Freddie was mentioning how I guess Lambo got into an accident. He was like, these bitch ass other niggas was hitting me up like same day, next day. Like, hey, you need a new manager. Like my nigga was just in a car accident and y'all trying to, trying to manage my career. Like fuck y'all niggas. Like, <laughs> And I was like, I was like that just shows how, how real Freddie is. It's like, 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 no, like I'm, I'm riding with my nigga. My nigga got me this far. I'm, I'm a ride with him. Like, this is not just my manager. This is like my best friend. This is my I feel partner. Like, I feel like we don't have that in the game no more. I feel like we don't have it. Like, like you know what I'm saying? People switch up with, with whatever's the most op- like opportune time for them. But also too, I feel like 
Gibbs or Lambo because Lambo was the one running around getting all the different lawyers and they had to get like that was expensive as fuck to get him home. Most people would have just left him over there and that would have been mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. like they they, they or, or you do all this to get him home and then he come back and he don't do shit or like it, it, it just it ain't hitting the same. That's a big gamble, but that shows you that they really friends, man. Like and, and I think that you know Freddie's career is, is more like a. a you know that's really more the essence of it is like how they're able to kind of like put things together um and, and grow that way versus just like making the music because i feel like if somebody had that type of person like a dr dre like like how he's been able to like usher talent and, and kind of like you know saying curate it that mm-hmm. way i think that that makes a lot of difference in the presentation and the in the production value of a lot of this music too because you know oh, a yeah. lot of this shit is you just the label don't already pay we don't set some shit up y'all just go in there smoke drink do whatever all right cool but it ain't no real like you're not pushing yourself you ain't like trying nothing like we talked about on the other episode the Janet Jackson episode like you ain't doing nothing to like expand like and push yourself right I think Drake needs somebody I know he got like a 40 like like the dude who like yeah. produces this stuff but he needs somebody to like push his brand further mm-hmm. you know what yep. I'm saying and especially somebody who like with his acting skills and all that Drake need to be in more movies yeah that's that's what I was like I think Drake needs to actually just take a break from music like yo I'd be cool. Like you take like a three, four year break, like do a comedy <laughs> show, whatever, whatever you want to do. You, go do you, could, you, you could drop a sing, a single here and there, just so you know, just kind of keep your name out there or, or whatnot. But like, yo, just because Drake sounds, go, go. he seems bored. He seems mm-hmm. bored. It's, it's like he just kind of reached the, the, this kind of level that he's at, and then all the formulas and all the the, the stuff he just makes the same album. Like the same album. Maybe I'll do a collab with this person, but we just keep it standard. Just keep the standard. Like mm-hmm. that's cool. It works for him. But I would just like to see like try different things or push the envelope here or there. Not even for for me as far as like social aspect, but just push your sound and what people are, are used to hearing from you. Try something different. Because mm-hmm. I even think actually coming out with an OVO album would actually be something <laughs> different. It was like. Like, really like, like, yo, like, like, right. It was like, like, he's like, but these are all the songs I want to steal for, for my albums. Right. But like, yeah, like, if you actually, bro, West District, I didn't know, I did not know when I was listening to Nipsey, uh, Young Niggas, I didn't know that that was from Party. That, that was a party song. Oh, like, 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 like West District or whatever. If you go back and listen to West District, you talk about riding home from a party or this, this, or that. Nigga, listen to that song when you just out late rolling that night and stuff. That's a banger. Mm-hmm. And where's Party Next Door? Where? He 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 down in the. Uh, is that, is, now is this true? He down in the, the dungeon. <laughs> you you missed uh, you missed the hip hop Schefter. Is this true? I saw a picture that said that he had gained like hella weight, like he was big as hell. And somebody said oh, yeah. he went from the party next door to the festival down the street, man. And I can't. <laughs> yeah, he, he has he he has gained, <laughs> but that's that that's him. <laughs> that big ass nigga was him. He looked like the damn bouncer now. He looked like he ate party the festival. <laughs> like party ate the door. Oh, from the party to the <laughs> I think it's to the festival. He went from house party to Project X. Uh, but uh, I know he's on uh, Diddy's uh, latest single, so you know that that might be something. I was like, okay, okay that, that's what's up. Um, shout out to Diddy you know, to get uh, Party Next Door on, on the next single. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll see. You know, you never know. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> shit. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> but uh yeah, we can wrap wrap this up. Um Freddie Gibbs, shout out doubt. Where you get uh between uh this is how we're gonna try to end that episode. One to five. What do you get this? Um just because of the tracks I would take off, I'll say like a solid like three, three and a half stars. I'm with you. I gotta agree. I love I, I love Freddie Gibbs. Love this shit. Love uh you know what I'm saying? Like like I like but it just like I said, it's, it's certain tracks that you just gotta move, and then even like, eh, I wasn't too sold on it because like it wasn't as cohesive and all that stuff. But I gotta give it like a three, strong three. Yeah, I was like, I I could definitely take a, at least three three songs, but I could probably make like a little EP, like a little seven eight song mm-hmm. EP out of this. Like, okay, these like out of the whatever how many tracks it was, 15, 16 tracks or whatever. That, that forever in a day one I, I like how he always got like kind of those introspective mm-hmm. ones where you gotta that's the one where you mentioned like with, with the Jeezy stuff but yeah for sure I can I'll take that and bump that up to number eight and then I can just cut the rest of the uh the album from there yeah I was like yeah I was like I'll, I'll be good with like a, a solid like 10 tracks for, for this album yep I would agree but yeah man shout out of a doubt man if y'all haven't I say go back and listen to it. especially now that uh, Soul Soul separately dropped but like go back and check this out y'all y'all get a chance oh yeah definitely careless sure. put careless on repeat yeah um, but yeah this has been your boy Smiles I'm here with my guy Big Papa Skeeter this has been another episode of the Music Impulse and we out <laughs>